Welcome to 1-800-GODS-LOVE. I'm your host, Lamika Odom. Thanks for joining me. Good afternoon, good afternoon. On this rainy Saturday, especially if you're in the area that I am, I am currently located. Good afternoon, good afternoon. Chosen. That's the title of this podcast episode, Chosen. Father God, I thank you once again for allowing me the opportunity to be able to be a vessel. I thank you, Father God, for covering me throughout this week. I thank you, Father God, for your your children, Lord, who decides to listen to my podcast week after week. I thank you, Father God, for those that support me on social media. Father God, I thank you for just being who you are in my life. I thank you for how you continue to use me despite me not feeling worthy to be used by you. Yet and still, God, you call me. Yet and still, God, you let me know that I am a vessel. I am one of your chosen ones. Father God, I pray that what you have given me on this afternoon, Lord, I pray that it does not fall on deaf ears. I pray, Lord, that it will penet- penetrate the souls of those that hear this word. I pray most importantly, Lord, that they will have a clear understanding of what you've given to me to share with your children. Most importantly, Lord, I pray that you would get the glory for, for the, from this platform Just like I pray you get the glory from all my other platforms, Father God, I know that it is never about me, Lord. It's about honoring you and honoring the kingdom of God. So, Lord, I ask that you would speak through me however you choose to speak while I have an agenda, Lord. Let your will be done. I pray and ask all these things in your son Jesus' name. Amen. So, episode title, Chosen. Um, I read comments on social media where people... They listen to me, they see me, and they they just basically share with me what they see in the spirit when it comes to me, not nothing um, in the flesh, but what they see when it comes to me in the spirit. And one of the things I pray for every morning is God allowed the spirit in me to increase while the flesh in me decreases. It don't matter what capacity, it don't matter where I'm at, what environment I'm in. I, that's one of the prayers I pray every morning whenever I get up. And um, this past week has been hell for me. I mean, that's this, that's the best way to sum it up. It's been hell this past week, but as this week was going by and as God was continued to speak, like God always speak. And even though things were coming up, I, um, my ears are still inclined to hear from the Holy spirit. I remembered the Bible verse that many are called, but few are chosen. And so I want to read Matthew chapter 22. I'm going to read verses one through 14. And again, I'm coming out of the new living translation Bible. Normally I read out of this Bible and then sometimes I read out of the message Bible. I may go to the message Bible after reading out this translation, but I want to read this passage to you and then get a little bit into why God gave me this and what I would have to, what I would like to share with you all. So it's the parable of the great feast verse one. Jesus also told them other parables. He said, the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited, but they all refused to come. So he sent other servants to tell them the feast has been prepared. The bulls, the fattened cattle have been killed and everything is ready. Come to the banquet. But the guests he had invited ignored them and went their own way. One to his farm, another to his business. Others seized his messengers and insulted them and killed them. 
The king was furious, and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their town. And he said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready, and the guests I have invited aren't worthy of the honor. Now go out to the street corners and invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everyone they could find, good and bad alike, and the banquet hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to meet the guests, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for the wedding. Friend, he asked, how is it that you are here without wedding clothes? But the man had no reply. Then the king said to his aides, bind his hands and feet and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gashing of teeth. For many are called but few are chosen. So um, I want to go back to the beginning where it says the king, the kingdom of heaven had can be illustrated by, by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited and they all refused to come. And then it goes down and says he sent other servants to tell them the cat, the um, bulls and the fattened calf have been killed. Everything is ready. But the guests he had invited ignored them and went their own way. So when I think about this, this passage, I think about when God calls us. When God calls us, we may ignore God. We may run away from what, what God is calling us to. But God never stopped pursuing us. I thank God all the time for never, for never giving up on me. I thank God all the time for even whenever I was out in the world doing my thing, God continued to pursue me. God continued to show up in my life in different ways to let me know that he was there. Even though I was out doing my own thing, I still seen glimpse of God that I was covered and protected when I was doing things, whenever I was out having a good time in the world. And then I would drive home with alcohol in my system and I made it home safe and didn't hurt myself or anybody else that was on the road. So it was different things that I know God was still covering me. The grace of God was still covering me. Even when I was out there in the world doing my own thing and how many times I know, no matter how many times I ignored God, God never stopped pursuing me. But here's the thing. It says many are called, but few are chosen. And this is what I get from that. Um, that, that last verse, verse 14, I believe it was for many are called, but few are chosen. So, if you're a beginner in Christ, you just got saved. Um, you just entered into a relationship with um, Jesus Christ. You may have, you may think like I thought in the beginning when I, when I first got saved at 13, I thought, okay, now that I'm saved, all my sins has been forgiven. I'm washed clean. Um, it's a brand new slate. I thought everything was going to go great now that I'm saved and I got a relationship with Jesus Christ. I did not know until I became, Again, spending more time with God and doing my own, having my own personal relationship with God that yes, you can have a personal relationship with God. Yes, you can be doing what God has called you to do and things will still come up. The enemy will allow things to come up. Things will come up where God will test you and you might not understand it. You'd be like, why is this happening? I'm serving God. I'm praying. I'm reading my word. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Why is these things still coming up? Just because you enter a relationship with God does not mean things in life doesn't happen. The Bible says that we will go through trials and tribulations. The Bible is very clear on that. But what I realize is the reason why many are called but few are chosen is because many fall off. They fall by the wayside whenever they 
take this journey, whenever they make the decision to get close to God and take the relationship with God serious, they fall off because they get impatient. They get tired of waiting on what they're praying and asking God for, not even realize they, they're not waiting on God. God is waiting on them, especially if it's God's will. If they have prayed and asked God for something and it is in God's will to give it to them, the reason why they may not receive it as quick as they may have received some other prayers answered is because they may not be ready. While they think that they are ready, God knows if we're ready or not, when we're praying and asking him for something. And we, a lot of times we pray and ask him for something and we think that we're ready, but God knows that we're not ready. And God is more concerned about our character being developed than he is our comfort. Another thing is spiritual warf warfare takes place. And when that happens, many people get scared and be like, man, it seemed like life was, life was so much better when I wasn't in a relationship with God, when I wasn't reading my Bible, when I wasn't praying, when I, when I wasn't going to church, not realizing that that's the trick of the enemy, the trick of the enemy, because the enemy gets pissed off when you decide to switch teams. And when you decide to get serious with your relationship with God, that pisses the enemy off because the enemy has lost another one of his team players. So it pisses the enemy off and the enemy will form weapons, but the Bible tells us that no weapon formed against us will prosper. The weapons may form, but they won't prosper. Now I want to share, um, a story concerning my, um, my, my personal life. So I think I told y'all in another episode how God used me to speak to someone. And then later on that, that family member ended up transitioning to heaven. Well, I was uncomfortable about what God had called me to do. Nonetheless, I was obedient. And that's, that's just me. It's a lot of times God called me to do something. It's out of my comfort zone. I'm uncomfortable. I'm nervous. I'm scared, but I still move forward and do what God called me to do. I still be obedient. After that happened, something, I found out something about uh, my youngest son. I had a conversation with my youngest son. It was like a it was like I was punched in the stomach. I felt like the enemy punched me in the stomach whenever my son shared what he shared with me. After my son got finished sharing what he shared with me, I had a conversation with my son. I gave my son what the Holy Spirit told me to give him. I covered my son in prayer. I got off the phone. When I got off the phone and I was coming, driving home, um, a friend of mine shared with me and told me that what I did was going to piss the enemy off because what I did the people that was around me when I did it, they hadn't seen me in this capacity that I, that I currently live in now. So, but when she said that I heard her, but at the same time, I didn't think any too much, think nothing much of it because to me, I obeyed God. That was my job and I'm, I'm good. Well, then when my son shared what he shared with me, I realized that was the enemy gut punching me in my stomach. However, my son ended up breaking a generational curse off of his bloodline on his dad's side. Something had been going on on his dad's side in the bloodline that the enemy had kept in the dark for a very long time. And it had taken place through several different family members, but it never came to the light. Well, my son broke a generational curse off his dad's bloodline. Now it's not my job to tell his story. That's not, that's my son's story. It's not my story. However, I informed my son when we was on the phone talking, I told him, I said, you did the right thing. I said, because you just broke a generational curse off your dad's bloodline. You may not realize it right now, but that's what you did. Well, a week later, he ended up, my son ended up calling me and sharing something with me that happened at school. And what he shared with me 
it pissed me off. And when I say it pissed me off, the mother in me was ready to get in my car, drive three hours away to be sitting at NC State University, waiting on the doors to open to approach the instructor that had did what they had did. Long story short, this instructor was threatened by my son. He's an African-American male. So this instructor went to my son's supervisor and had a conversation with his supervisor at school concerning an area that he was in and told his supervisor he was not, he didn't, he was not supposed to be in that area. Now my son has a work study at the, at the university, which means he has a key to get in any door in the building. Not only that, where he was at, God sent him in that room. So when he told me the story of what was going on, I told him, I said, God sent you there. Whether the instructor liked, liked the situation or not, God sent you there. And because God sent you there and you was obedient, you was able to help one of God's children in that room, in that capacity. So my son shared his feelings with me. He was upset. He never experienced that before. We don't see it on the news where black um, people don't been killed by white cops. And I mean, but it ne- he's seen it on the news, but there was his, this was his first time experiencing something to that nature in person. So it hurt. I, I told him, I said, we're going to pray about it. We're going to pray for the instructor. I said, and then we're going to let God handle the situation. By this time, the Holy Spirit had already spoke. Like the flesh, the flesh in me, the flesh in me was ready to um, get my lick back. The flesh in me was ready to allow the mother in me to go to that university and have a conversation with that instructor. Now, keep in mind, I know God knows my son's heart and God knows my, my son knew, knew my son's motive. My son, if you know me personally, if you listen to this podcast and you know me personally, or if you watch my, um, if you follow me on social media, my youngest son is, has been a big part of uh, my social media. My son has a good heart. He's sweet. He's humble. Um, give you the shirt off his back. No threat or anything. However, because he's an African American male, she didn't feel safe. So she went to his supervisor, didn't even have a conversation with him. She went to his supervisor and had a conversation with his supervisor about him being in a space and telling his supervisor he wasn't allowed in this department, which was not correct because what he's studying in school causes him to be in that department that she said he wasn't allowed in. So number one, that was her lie. Number two, she messed with the wrong son. She didn't know whose son she was messing with when she went to his supervisor, not knowing who I am and who my father is. However, I told my son, I said, we're going to cover her in prayer. And we prayed. I prayed that night. We was on the phone talking. I prayed when I got finished praying, we got off the phone and I went to God. Like I was pissed off. I, I, when I got off the phone, I was in a different demeanor than when I was, when I was on the phone with him. Cause when I was on the phone with him, I was, I was calm, cool and collected because that was my son. And I know he was hurting and I didn't want to, I didn't, I wanted him to get everything he needed to get out. But when I got off the phone, I was pissed off. So First, I cussed out the devil because I knew it was the devil because of what my son had previously did, a generational curse that he broke off his dad's bloodline. So first I went to the devil and cussed the devil out. Then I went to God and I prayed. After I got finished praying, the Holy Spirit said the exact same thing that he said while I was on the phone with my son. Vengeance is the Lord's. You don't need to get revenge. You don't need to do anything. All you need to do is submit that instructor to God. Lay it at at the throne. Lay it at the altar. And you allow God to do what only God can do. Well, my son ended up messaging me a couple days later and told me that he was going to talk to his supervisor because the instructor that went to his supervisor was wrong by saying he 
wasn't allowed in the department, which he is allowed in the department. But he also wanted to share with his supervisor that, you know, as an instructor, he felt some type of way that 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 instructor didn't come to him first, went straight over his head as if she had went to him first and didn't get no, um, no good response. So now I'm gonna go over your head and go to your supervisor. She went straight to the supervisor. Well, I told my son, I said, pray before you have a conversation with your supervisor and then let me know the outcome of the situation. Well, the out, here's the outcome of the situation. After my son talked to his supervisor, he found, found out that the individual that told him he wasn't allowed in the department was not even over the uh, department. She trying to tell him he's not allowed in number one, number two, his supervisor had already informed him that during winter break, she would show him cause he didn't take a sewing class and he realized sewing is something that he need in his, um, in his career, what God has called him to do. So the person that's over this department that the instructor said he was not allowed to be in had already told him during winter break that she would show him how to sew. He wouldn't even need to take the class. Number one, that's a blessing. That's the favor of God on your life. When you're going to get taught something without even having to take the class and pay for it. But not only that, his supervisor is over the department. So for some, for an instructor to tell him not that he was not allowed in the department that he know he's allowed to be in because he's taking this course and his major requires him to be in this department. Long story short, it all worked out in his favor. Now, let me say this. I believe had I ignored the Holy spirit and not listened to the Holy spirit and got in my car and drove up there and allowed the flesh to have its way. I don't think the outcome would have turned out the way it did. Only reason why I'm saying that is because I've done been in situations in the past where the Holy spirit has spoke. I ignored the Holy spirit. I let the flesh have its way. And I ended up making things worse and then had to go back to God and say, okay, God, I apologize. I should have listened to the Holy spirit. I didn't. I let the flesh have his way. So I honestly believe had I not listened to the Holy spirit and tried to do things on my own, it probably would have made the situation worse. Nonetheless, the situation turned out in my son's favor, but this is the reason why I say, I believe when the Bible talks about many are called, but few are chosen. It's because things take place in our lives. That when we start walking with God, it don't make sense to us. It's like, why am I, why am I experiencing this? I'm reading the Bible more. I'm even making time for God. I'm even setting, setting aside time during the day to spend with God. Why is all these things coming up? So some people, they get tired. They get tired of the weapons that the enemy are forming against them. And they just decide, you know what? This it's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. For me, this past week has been so trying to where I felt spiritually drained. I thank God for the godly community that's in my life to where when I feel spiritually drained, that they could cover me in prayer. When I am literally exhausted from fighting with the enemy. Now I don't back down from the enemy. Don't, don't get it twisted. I don't back down for the enemy, but sometimes I can fight with the devil so much that I feel exhausted. And it's good to have godly community. It's good to have those in your life to where when you are in situation, like it's good to have those that can pour into you and you're not always pouring into other people. It's good to have balanced godly community. And I got some godly sisters in my life that will pray heaven down for me. Just like I will pray heaven down for them. Whenever they're down, God, give me a word to pour into them. Whenever I am spiritually exhausted, God, give them a word to pour into me. So I want to encourage you all while this is the, the, the first week of the last month of the year, 
you may be experiencing some things. You, you, you like, I'm spending more time with God. I'm praying more. I'm reading my word more. I'm, I'm watching or I'm going to church more. And st- it's just like stuff just keep coming up as if I'm not even living for God. Listen, know that that's the enemy. He's pissed off because now you're taking your relationship with God serious. Or he may be pissed off because now you don't gave your life to Christ, which that's something you hadn't did before. Know that that doesn't mean you turn around and go back to the old lifestyle. You continue to trust God. You continue to pray. And when things come up in your life, when you start battling or dealing with things, you go to your word of God and you look up Bible verses pertaining to what you're dealing with in life. And you strategically pray those Bible verses over your life. You strategically speak those Bible verses out loud into the atmosphere, decree and declare things into the, into decree and declare things of the word, the word of God. God loves us to remind him of of what, what his word says. He loves, loves to hear us remind him of what his word says. And it's important to be able to know his word. That's why I'm always encouraging you to read the word of God, meditate on the word of God. When you read the word of God and you meditate on the word of God, it gets down in your heart. And then when you need that Bible verse, the Holy Spirit will bring back to your remembrance the word that you need for that particular situation in that particular moment. So short and sweet, understand that things come up. The devil don't like when we out here representing representing the kingdom of God. The devil does not like that. And the devil definitely don't like it whenever you whenever you're winning souls for God. When you bring other people closer to God, the devil definitely don't like that. And my whole week, a couple of weeks ago, my best friend went to church online who hasn't watched a sermon online and it's been over a year and it's been over five years since my best friend been inside a physical church building. And that pissed the devil off. When I say that pissed the devil off, my best friend has been dealing with something in their life. And I know the devil was pissed off about me because my, me and my best friend's relationship has helped my best friend's faith get stronger. So I know the, the, the devil pissed off about me because if it wasn't, if, if, if I wasn't in the picture, if, if we weren't best friends, then my best friend may not be where they're at. No, I'm not going to say may. My best friend wouldn't be where they're at in life now when it comes to their spiritual walk. And that's words my best friend said. My best friend told me that God knew who, who my best friend needed in their life and who they would listen to. So that's words from my best friend. So I just want to encourage you as we embrace this last month of the year and you may, and you may even be, you may even look back on your life and realize you think you would be, you supposed to be further along to what you, what you are. Just know this, your timing and God's timing is not the same. And even though you may have ignored God and may have took detours and, um, took a left when you should have took a right. Once you get back on that path that God has you on, that's what matters. Don't allow the enemy to try to put things in your head. Uh, you should have been on did this by now. You should have been on did that by now because detours that you took because you ignored God or because you didn't do what you were supposed to do when you were supposed to do it. If you're back on the right track with God, then you are in a good place. You continue to trust God. If you don't have godly community in your life, you pray and ask God to strategically place those in your life that he know you need concerning you when it comes to your spiritual walk, when it comes to your destiny, ask him to place your destiny helpers in your life as well. I love you guys. And I thank you again for supporting me on all my platforms.
Father God, I thank you once again for just using me how you see fit. I thank you, Father God, that you don't call the perfect because, Lord, if that was the case, you wouldn't have called me. I thank you, Father God, for how you show up in and through me, how you speak to others through me, through my life experiences, through the things that I go through on a day-to-day basis. God, I thank you for continuing to use me. I, I thank you for every listener, Father God. I pray, Lord, that they understand that, no, it's not going to always be easy. You can be obedient to God and then things still come up. But I pray most importantly that they understand that having faith in you and trusting in you and being in your perfect will is the best place that they will ever be in. It's the best place for them to be in. I pray, Lord, that you be with them throughout the remainder of this day. I pray, Lord, that you cover them like only you can. I pray, Lord, you make their ears sensitive enough to hear you speak. Make their hearts sensitive enough to receive. Make their eyes sensitive enough to see the things that you're trying to reveal to them. Most importantly, Lord, I pray that they will have an obedient spirit, Lord. I pray, Lord, that when you speak, they obey. I pray, Lord, that they live a Holy Spirit convicted lifestyle, Lord. Lord, I ask that you just continue to cover me as I continue to do what you've called me to do. Lord, I love you and I thank you. All these things I ask in your son Jesus' name. Amen, 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 and amen.